Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're hanging in there today. We've got a a really interesting guest. His name is Jonathan Bender. He's a former NBA player and and just gives us some some really interesting perspective and just a thoughtful guy and and kind of soft spoken. So I think you'll you'll have some great nuggets to take away from the conversation today. Some things to unpack. Some things to think about. And so uh, stick around for that conversation. And then at the end of the conversation, I'll give you my thoughts and my responses to some of the things that he said. That maybe at first glance you'll go, wait, what? Wait, what is he saying? Um, so we'll unpack it a little bit further uh, at the end of the show. Let me ask you this before we get to Jonathan. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, you can go to our friends at healthmarketgenius.com, healthmarketgenius.com, know your options, and support them as they support us. Also, check out our website, unpackingit.com, and while you're there, you can sign up to receive the weekday email devotional. We call it Unpack This, a thought about sports, faith, and life designed to challenge, encourage, and inspire you. And then also, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, we hope that you'll subscribe. And all of our listeners, we encourage you to share the show and share the, uh, the, the, just the, the, the podcast and everything we're doing here at Unpacking It with your friends and, and social network. Uh, and so you can always rate, review, and share. All right, today's guest is Jonathan Bender. He was drafted fifth overall in 1999 by the Toronto Raptors and then traded shortly after to the Indiana Pacers, where he played until 2006. Knee injuries limited his career, but he came back during the 2009-2010 season for a short stint with the New York Knicks before choosing to retire. And, And so he ended up inventing a device that helped him with his knees, and he is now an entrepreneur, and the founder of JB3 Innovations. So we'll ask him all about that. He's also the author of the book, The Courtside CEO, Strategies to Leverage Your Talent and Pursue Your Passion. He also still holds the record for the most points scored in the McDonald's All-American game with 31. And so he actually beat out Michael Jordan uh, for that record. So so even though his career was cut short, his perspective on it all will be inspiring. So let's jump right in. Here is Jonathan Bender. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? No problem. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. 
um, considering the circumstances. But how, how about yourself? Yeah, do, doing great and, and just trying to uh, remain optimistic and, and hopeful uh, despite the, the situation that we're in. And, and I'm curious, though, for, for you, how, how has this kind of pandemic and, and all that affected you, your family, and, and your business? Um, I mean, my business is online, so nothing's been affected there. Um, uh, it's sort of gone up because everybody's at home trying to, you know, at least get healthy. So that's been okay. As far as, uh, you know, the pandemic affecting lifestyle, you know, we eat out a lot. So going to sit down and not being, not being able to go sit down at restaurants has been odd. But we really can't complain unless we have, you know, running water, lights, and uh and food and uh you know for you know for you know, i wouldn't say fresh air but we can breathe so can't really complain and and just kind of along those lines with with that type of perspective uh what is kind of your maybe bigger picture uh, approach or outlook been and and how does your faith uh, affect that meaning we're in a tough time we're in a tough situation where where do you kind of you know, uh, pull your strength from and, and, and lean on your faith in the midst of something like this? Yeah, no, faith is important. I, I think I, I kind of learned from, you know, things that happened in my life that got me to the point where I am now, you know, looking at every situation that most people would look at and say it's a bad situation. Most of the time, you know, well, all of the time, God is doing something in the background to make it better, mm. make a better outcome. Um, and that's in our lives as well. Um, when Something looks like trouble most of the time is God just redirecting some stuff and pushing you in the right direction. So for this world and everything that's going on now, we've just been pushing a better direction. People are dying, but nobody's going to leave until until it's time. So uh, I just don't like the whole fear thing. You know, yeah, I, I, I tend to lean more on faith than fear. Amen. You know, so. No, that's great. Well, well, you mentioned, you know, some of the, the situations and seasons of life that, that you've been through in, in your life and and learning, growing through those times. And so I uh, would love to just kind of share some of your story with our listeners today. And, and, and let's start with the, the NBA career coming right out of high school. And, and now it's been 20 plus years since you entered into the NBA. And so when you look back at kind of the, the initial experience, what do you remember? What what comes to mind when you you know step foot on the on the floor with the Indiana Pacers? I think because I'm in marketing now, what comes to mind is you know uh, everything that led up before getting to the NBA, mm. and just looking at the NBA is not just a sport as a machine as a business, and now looking at myself as a product and looking at the people that were around me to help sharpen the product to get it ready to be drafted, um, just like you would get a product to be get get a product ready to for distribution. Um, that's how I look at it from those terms of business, right? When I look back on it, obviously it was a great experience. Definitely the talent was there. So I fit right into the business model and, uh, you know, it was an entertainment, uh, business. So very good experience. And I learned a lot from it. Um, that helped me, helps me, uh, with what I'm doing today. But, you know, looking back at it, that's how I see it. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fascinating perspective. I, I hadn't thought of it that way specifically, as far as especially with your background, which we'll talk about now uh, in the in the product business. Uh, that that's interesting. And so, there you are as a a top draft pick and and you know fifth overall. And we we do hear the word assets a lot. So maybe not product, but we hear the word assets and draft assets, and then you know young potential and and those types of players that that come in to a team. And so there you were with 
outside expectations, I'm sure inward expectations as well. What was that like, just dealing with the expectations that, that people were placing on you? I didn't really feel any expectations. I think I, 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 I come from more of a carefree sort of attitude. I work hard at what I'm doing, and then, you know, what happens, it happens. As long as I can know that I gave the best effort that I could, I can't really dictate the results, you know. I mean, you could just work hard, and, and, and you know, whatever comes out of that extreme hard work, that's what you have at the end of the day. I don't feel any pressure from anybody else. And, uh, you know, there, there wouldn't, I, I didn't feel it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, whatever happens, happens. That, that was my mind frame. No, that that's really cool, and and I, I would say pretty rare. So so, what kind of gave you that that confidence, and and in what ways did your maybe parents even instill that that in you to to not necessarily feel that 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 outside pressure that I'm I'm sure was there. You just weren't experiencing it. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you, I come from a small town in Mississippi, so you know, I had already won. You know, to most that was already a win, just making it there, right. Mm. Now my job was to think of what's next, you know, um, is this, is this something that's long-term? Uh, not really, but, uh, you know, you want to do the best you can, but like I said, at the end of the day, you can't control the outcome. So why put pressure anyway? Mm. You just do the best you can. Mm. And, uh, and, and that's it. If, if, if the man upstairs wants you, wants you, you know, in a certain area in a certain space, it's going to put you there regardless of how much effort you put in it. <laughs> you can put all the effort you want into something and all of a sudden it's shut off and you move somewhere else where you're supposed to be. So, mm. you know, it's it just, you know, pressure doesn't help, I don't think. Interesting. No, that's a, that's a cool perspective. And so uh, there you are, you know, playing with the, the Pacers and, and you play well and, you, and you're a contributor, but then the, the knee injuries start to, to pile up and the, and the chronic pain that, that you experience. And, and it's interesting just hearing you say, too, uh, that you know, God can then move you in in another direction. So, as you're facing the the knee injuries, what is the mindset like while you're you know on the bench and and not playing? What are you thinking about? And at what point do you start you know really planning for your future and and re- maybe even recognizing that okay, I might not have as long of a, an NBA career as as maybe I thought initially. Well, I try to look down the road. So initially, I'm looking at the whole model of basketball and entertainment and seeing where I fit and starting to notice that, you know, what I provide is has a very short shelf life. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to do it for a long time. So it's not, it's start and the questions start ringing in as far as do you spend the next 10 years building something that can last or do you stay here and try to maximize this and knowing that it'll potentially be shut down at some point and then you have to start over. So that's what my mindset was, just doing research on the team's ownership, what, what was their core business, and understanding that, you know, what I really wanted, you know. I don't think a lot of people ask themselves that question. But that was the first time I, I really explored what I really wanted mm. and, you know, tried to start mapping out a plan to to start working towards it. And and so all right, so then we'll talk about the the, the business and the, and the product that you ultimately uh, created, but but take me into kind of where you were at in your faith journey during this time as well, dealing with the injuries, playing in the NBA. What was God doing in your life at that time? That was you know I didn't really 
understand because I couldn't get comfortable. You know, all this athleticism I had, all, all, you know, out of all these years, all of a sudden it's hindered. And back and forth in rehab, but during that time, I think he was just putting me in a position to, to think, to actually sit down and think, you know, and research and just put yourself outside the situation that you're in and look back and, and just analyze everything. That's where I was. You know, you know, doors were close, sort of, you know, closing and other ones were opening, mm. you know, and I was just, you know, it was like an easy move out uh, of the NBA. Mm. You know, the same way I went in, it was, it was sort of like overnight. I was moved out sort of overnight. You know, it, when I look back on it, I can see I'm kind of moving me in different positions and, and that forced me to learn different things to help where I'm headed today. So. Yeah, well, no, it's 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 an, it's an incredible story to to now where where you've ended up today, and and so it it I, I you can kind of take us into the the details a little bit, but it started with you recognizing, all right, I got the knee problems. What can I do to to help this, and what can I invent? And so you ended up coming up with a, a product, and and you used items just from the the local CVS, and and ended up coming up with something that that has really worked and has has taken off and so the the jbit med pro uh and helping with with joint pain therapy and 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 now you've got a kind of a business around it so 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 take us into those those initial kind of steps and 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 what ultimately uh happened for you yeah i think the whole i think it was an opportunity because at that point i you know in my mind to get you know to get on the road to to start traveling towards the plan that i laid out i had to create some sort of ownership or own something. And that was my whole thing. Maybe I'll try to invent something to help my knees. Mm. And went went in and tried and actually came out on the positive end of it. You know, I think it's more about, you know, you can always do something to help yourself. But, you know, once I started affecting others and seeing, um, you know, how big of a deal it was for it to help, you know, for people to be able to get out of pain and just little things, you know, very small things like certain stretches that most of the public just didn't know of. They would go to the doctor when it would be a simple stretch that they could do to to relieve some pressure in certain areas. So, you know, that kind of opened my eyes to everything. And the device, I mean, it was it's cool. It's still good. I mean, we help a lot of people with it. But I think the education overall of joint pain and just healthy living is uh, where I was ushered into. Uh, and that's where I am today. Yeah, well, no, that's awesome. So, so tell us kind of all that that you are involved with, and all that your company does, and 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 some of the specific ways that uh, people can, you know, get some some of this help and and start, you know, dealing with some of the this major pain, pain and injuries that so many of us have. Yeah, so we're launching. We're in the middle of launching a new brand called uh, Solo Prehab, and soon you'll be able to go there through social media channels or whatnot, or just Google me, and you can find it. But um, that's going to be all <clears throat> all of my uh, existing products and educational materials under one roof. And that's more for the person who wants to, um, you know, who has knee pain, back pain, hip pain, or just overweight, or just trying to get healthy. It kind of, uh, it kind of provides educational tools to help them do it on their own um, without going to some expensive doctor when you don't need to. Now, I'm not saying you don't need to go there with certain situations, but for the most part, a lot of the stuff you can, you can kind of, you know, do your own, do yourself mm. and, uh, certain movements, certain stretches, 
and um, you know certain exercises and just a mindset of getting into a consistent rhythm of working out that mindset that's sort of the education that we're 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 kind of putting out there gosh that's great i love it and and so as a an entrepreneur what are some of the the, the skills that that you've learned and and maybe some of the the, the challenges that you've gone through that, that you've now learned just as, as kind of the, the guy that, that started something and now is you know, responsible for leading it and, and continuing to, to move it forward. What are so, some of the things that, that you really cling to that, that you've learned and, and want to continue to implement as you lead? I think one of the biggest things people got to understand is you got to give yourself 10 years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, through all the books that, through all the books that I read, leaving the NBA, it was like most people who are highly successful. It took them, it took them a while and, you know, if you're going to get into something, you can't disrespect it. you got to give it time. And uh, so it's going to take 10 years. You know, it is what it is. I think I was stubborn for a long time as far as not wanting to ask for help mm. from the right people. You know, it's easy to ask for help or try to get some help from someone who hasn't done it or don't really know and they're trying to. But to get uncomfortable, get comfortable with being uncomfortable hmm. or get around people that make you uncomfortable because they'll push you where you need to be and they know what you don't know i think that was one of the big things for me is just getting getting with a mentor or the the right person who's already there where you're trying to go just make things a lot easier takes a lot of guesswork out that that's one of the biggest things i would say for me and and the fact that you know if you really have faith um you know you know nothing, nothing you know there's no bad things no bad days no bad circumstances the only things that are moving you towards where you need to be mm. eventually so I love that. That's great. So uh, I, I want to hear a little bit more uh, just uh, about that faith perspective. But when you mentioned mentoring, I'm a big believer in mentoring, and I think it's important in whether it's it's business and then your you know spiritual life, and then as uh, even as a dad, as a husband, having guys that that really can pour into you. So practically, what has mentoring? looked like to you and, and you kind of mentioned that uh being comfortable with being uncomfortable so what what does that that mean exactly in in the the scope of mentoring uh i would say you know mentors are not just gonna you know it's, it's like an exchange if you want to be mentored you have to prove to that mentor that you really want it mm. and i think that's one of the biggest things people say they want a mentor but you have to participate and you have to get you know you have to let that person know that you're really really hungry for whatever it is that you're trying to do. And that mentor will, will gladly uh, give back because that's one of the biggest things they like to do, right, is take everything they learn and pour it into uh, a protege, right? So I think one of the biggest things that I learned is, you know, when I got my mentor is showing him that, look, by any means I will, you know, I'm going to make this happen. And you got you to gotta be able to pour that drive on that person to where they really want to help you right mm. and uh, once you have that relationship you cherish it and you do everything that person you know uh, kind of explains and, and puts in front of you make sure you get those tasks done you know that, that that's one of the biggest things i say being uncomfortable is it's just doesn't matter if they're younger than you or older than you just knowing and understanding that they have what you want and and being able to put that ego to the side and just listen and, and, and implement um, that that's a big key in mentorship that I've learned right yeah that 
That's excellent. I've got a couple mentors myself, and uh, yeah, it's just so valuable and important. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, those mentors help, don't they? Oh, big time, <laughs> big time. And and you're right. Time, they they yeah. they they push me in ways that you don't initially like being pushed, and you're like, wait, 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 is that really yeah. true about me? Uh, but they see something, right. and they see they see what you can become too, which is which is huge, and that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they won't waste their time, right? That's right. So uh, no, it's awesome. And that's why, yeah, I definitely encourage. Uh, everybody to to pursue that, but if you're going to pursue it, be serious about it. So I think that's a good good perspective there uh, from from Jonathan. And and so uh, going back to just kind of your, your your faith and and how that that drives you day to day. So when when you're you know making decisions as a, a a business leader now, what does that look like from your your prayer life, your you know studying of the Bible, and and really relying on God's wisdom to make decisions and not get ahead of, you know, uh, ahead of him or trying to do things in your own strength or kind of your own uh, abilities. What, what is that process practically like for you to, uh, to really, you know, follow Jesus as you're, you're in the business world and, and leading and creating products? I think it just, it comes back to, um, I think it comes back to going with your gut. So whatever you're doing, stick with it. And, you know, if you're going to help, if you're going to put out a product, make sure it helps. Um, it has the, the substance to help people. And I, that's why I like, you know, what I'm doing today and the direct response. I'm able to create something and send it out to people and get their, get their, uh, get their advice or get their feedback pretty quickly uh, if they like it or not, right? And then we're able to kind of push with it from there. And as far as uh, just listening, I think that goes back to just the faith part of you know, you, you're gonna make bad. You're gonna make wrong decisions. Every decision is not gonna be right. So I, I think sometimes God leads you into those wrong decisions that you make to show you the right one, or, or take you to meet someone that that knows someone else, hmm. or put you in a situation where you can. That situation may not work, but the next one is the one he had lined up for you. Hmm. So I don't think it's any wrong. I don't think it's any right or wrong because when you're wrong, you're still going to end up right. You're still going to beat you on the other end after you, after you get yourself out of that wrong decision. So, you know, that's just how I look at it. Yeah. You know, that's interesting because yeah, he really does. Uh, what we view maybe even as a wrong decision or we view it as failure or a disappointment, he turns that around for good and, and he uses it. Yeah. And, and I'm right there with you too, when it comes to, People that I've met, it's I'm always I, sometimes I've left a meeting thinking, ah, oh, what was the point of that? Like there was that wasn't really beneficial, but ultimately that person connects me to the person that I really needed to meet, and right, so that right, that's right. a cool thing. Yep. So that's uh, that's, that's how, how that's how that's how God uses all that, which is which is neat. So, Jonathan, man, uh, love hearing your story, and remember, yeah, as a, a player, but it's so cool to to really see what you're doing now and to, to know that God has taken you through it all to, to use you for this specific purpose and to help people with, with pain. And I, I know I've got back pain, so this is, uh, this is good stuff to, to hear about and uh, appreciate all that you're doing and encourage people to check out your book as well, The Courtside CEO, Strategies to Leverage Your Talent and Pursue Your Passion. Jonathan, thanks for being a part of Unpacking It today. Hey, hey thanks for having me. All right. I appreciate it. There's Jonathan Bender joining us here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
what an interesting conversation. That was uh, that was fascinating to, to hear a lot of what Jonathan had to say, and, and so he gave us plenty to unpack here as we we kind of reflect on that conversation. And and multiple things come to mind in in just uh, what he said and how it got me thinking. First off, his perspective on pressure was really interesting because when I think of top draft picks coming into whatever sport it may be, pressure that they have on themselves is huge. And and most of the time that's pressure from the media, from the organization. You know, they're giving an 18-year-old millions of dollars and they expect him to deliver on that investment. And then you talk about the pressure of fans. The fans think, my favorite team is investing all this money, a top pick, on you. And to hear Jonathan just have this approach of relaxed peace, uh, just kind of casual in some ways, was really interesting to hear. And really, when it comes to all of us, we all experience pressure. And, and there's some level of, of pressure that is attempting to derail us, bring us down, distract us. But thankfully, as followers of Jesus, we really can have faith uh, faith and peace in the midst of outside pressure or when pressure starts to add up and, and we begin to feel it. We, we really can rely on the Lord's strength to get us through and to provide us the proper perspective. And so I, I appreciate what, what Jonathan was saying, and, and I think we, you know, we really can trust the Lord and, you know, trust him kind of with the outcome, the results, and do what we can control and have the right attitude and work hard and, and, you know, live up to some of the, uh, some of the expectations in that, like for Jonathan Bender or any athlete, they're expected to come to practice, to stay healthy the best they can, you know, do eat well and exercise and all those kind of things. But like for us too, we have to do what we're expected to do. And, and then there's a lot of trust after that. There's a lot of peace after that to allow God uh, to, to handle the rest of the details. Because often when we feel the pressure the most is when we're taking on so much responsibility. We're trying to do things in our own power, our own, our own strength, and trying to control everything. And we're allowing other people's voices to influence us too much. And, it, it, and when the pressure really takes off is when we allow those voices to become more important to us than the voice of the Lord, who is saying, I am peace, I am joy, your burden is light, I'll get you through, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. So those are the, the thoughts, and the, that's the voice that we have to cling to. Uh, so I thought that was, that was a really interesting perspective. Uh, and then also, when he was describing the time that he was injured, so his career was marked by injuries. And to be that athletic, that skilled, he was in the dunk contest early on, to come right out of high school and, and to play pretty well early in his career even, to then find yourself on the bench injured, he said, hey, it was a time to think, it was a time to analyze and recognize which doors were closing and which ones were opening. And we all face certain times where we feel like we've been benched. You know, we're, 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 And really right now for a lot of us working at home, many people have lost jobs, jobs are lessened in the moment. Uh, we feel kind of out of the game a little bit, but it really is in those times that we can think, we can analyze, and and really trust God to show us which doors He's closing, what He's trying to teach us, what He's trying to reveal to us, 
and then wait for him to open up the next door and then walk through with confidence. And so to hear Jonathan's confidence in what he's doing now in kind of the, the medical health field and product field uh, is, is just so interesting, that, that he's really passionate about it and has, has walked you know, away from the NBA right into this. And I, I didn't get a chance to ask him this either, but he went back to the Knicks temporarily after being out of the league for a while went back and then was done. They were going to bring him back and and he he didn't want to and and moved on and has focused on his business career, which is really interesting. Uh the other thing he said was how you got to give yourself 10 years. And that was really encouraging to me personally. So we've been doing this ministry, we're now on our this is our 7th year doing the ministry here at Unpacking It and there are many things that I wish we were doing better. I wish we were doing differently. I wish we had more resources. I wish we had uh, more staff members, uh, more opportunities, all those kind of things. But we have to be patient, and and you know we've learned and grown and tried different things. And uh, the other part, he talked about failure, which I'll talk about too. Uh, so we've done, we've experienced all that, and and so yeah, we got to continue to give ourselves time and say, all right, man, whew, God's done incredible work in this ministry through these first six-plus years, that we can continue to trust Him and, and let's, let's give ourselves more time. Because we want to be around forever. And, and as long as the Lord wants the ministry to be around, as long as I'm you know, called to, to lead the ministry, I'll continue to do it. But we want to build a solid foundation so that we're around a long time, not just, boom, take off and then done in a year. And so I think Jonathan describing that in business some of the great businesses, they do take a while to establish. Now, some burst onto the scene, but again, a lot of those burst onto the scene and then they fizzle out just as fast as they arrived. I mean, think about how many websites and apps that have come on on, this, on the scene that way. Um, so, and then he mentioned you know, th- this idea of failure and how he even said something along the lines where there are no wrong decisions. Uh, it's just wrong decisions that end up leading to right decisions. And I think that's a little tricky, and there's a lot of layers to that, and and I don't fully understand how maybe God does all that. I wouldn't necessarily say that God leads us into making mistakes or making the wrong decisions. I I believe He leads us and guides us, and and wants us to be wise and make wise decisions. And He's definitely never going to lead us into sin. Um, but I do think there are times where. We need to experience a little failure. We need to experience, specifically from a business perspective, I guess, where, because I've experienced this too, where I needed to realize, oh, that's not what God wanted me to do. But until I did it and failed or kind of saw why it didn't work, then I was finally able to move on. And then God was like, all right, you ready? You good? Okay, now let's go. (laughs) Now let's do this. And so I, I can relate to that. I, I definitely understand that aspect of it, um, and and where God can again turn those the, those failures, those wrong decisions, ultimately into the right decisions. And what felt like a maybe a waste of time or a meeting that wasn't fruitful in the moment, years later turns out to be very significant. And and the door that that opened up eventually because of that initial connection, because of that, that idea that, that was kind of planted in our mind five years ago finally comes to fruition all these years later. 
And, and, and that's definitely been the case for me. I mean, early on when I was thinking about unpacking it, things like the fantasy football ministry, uh, sports trivia, like I wanted that to be a part of the ministry, but it took a little while for that to really get flushed out and, and for us to, to pull the trigger and to really do it. And so now this month in April, we've been doing these trivia nights. And it's been awesome. But that was an idea a while ago. I never, I never really pictured it as virtual. And then all this happens with the, the virus. And so we've been doing trivia night virtually, and it's been awesome. And guys love it and, and working really well. And so even the things that maybe you thought, oh, it's going to go this way, it, it takes a different course, but ends up working out. So I appreciate Jonathan's mentality to just roll with the punches. And it reminded me of something that my grandma always said, which was, what will be, will be. And it's just kind of a freeing statement, and it doesn't mean that, that we don't work hard and we don't take action. We always take action, but, but God is going to do what God is going to do, and He is in control, and He has the last word. And, and if He wants us to get somewhere or to go a certain direction, He's going he's gonna to move things and move us and, and, and create circumstances for us to... Uh, to understand what his will is and, and his, what his purposes are, because he's going to accomplish those purposes. He's all-powerful and sovereign and good and faithful, and so we have to cling to that. But when we really rest in him and, and rest in his, his goodness and power, there is a freedom, there is a peace, and, and we, we just trust him um, with, with the details. And again, we, we have to take responsibility, and we have to make wise decisions and seek him and seek his, his direction but but he is uh, go, going to do what, what needs to be done ultimately. And the things that are out of our control, he's capable. And, and he'll, he'll do, do what, what's necessary. So, uh, so I love that. And let's see, anything else that he said? A couple other notes. The, uh, oh, the conversation on mentors. Love mentors. They, they've been so key in my life. And I, honestly, I probably don't do enough mentoring myself. So... Uh, that's that's something that I would like to do more. Uh, I did kind of early on out of college, actually while I was in college, after college, some of the younger guys, uh, but I've gotten out of that rhythm a little bit. But but I've had mentors mentoring me, uh, which I'm very thankful for. And, and once you experience that, you recognize, all right, I got to give back and then mentor the next generation. And so I think that's that's so crucial. So you'll hear me talk about mentoring a lot with Unpacking It, whether it's the devotionals or this podcast because I'm uh, just such a believer in it. And really, it's discipleship. We, we, you know, the Bible's, that's what it's about. Us uh, walking alongside, encouraging people in the faith, and, and showing them what it looks like to follow Jesus. That's, that's absolutely our call once we become a disciple to then disciple others. And, and as we follow Jesus, help them follow Jesus. And that, that model is what grow, grows uh, the, the Christian faith, and, and we add more disciples along the way. So let's see. So yeah, so that, yeah, just that other idea of uh, Jonathan saying there were no bad things. It's just moving you forward. Now, I think in life there are just things that are bad. There are things that are sinful. There are things that are just horrible. But even in those circumstances, God can use them for good. I really believe in Romans eight twenty eight. another verse that I'll talk a lot about uh, over the years. Um, I read a book called The Promise, and so I always go back to that where God works all things together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And so 
even even if something we think is bad, and, and, and maybe it is truly bad, God will use it for us to move forward. And so Jonathan was talking a little bit about that, but just God will use it to, to grow us, to, to strengthen us, and to set us up for what he has next in store for us. So it's, a, it's, a, it's somewhat of a complicated topic to really grasp and to really trust and, and rest in that, man, this, maybe this circumstance isn't as bad as I think. Like, I think it's bad, but God's using it. I'm going to cling to that. It's, it's not an easy thing, especially with, with all we're facing right now uh, as well. But there is hope and there is peace uh, in the midst of uh, our circumstances when we look to him for that, that proper perspective. That, that he is moving us forward, and the end, which is eternity with him, uh, which actually there is no end, but uh, kind of the end to the suffering here is full life with him forever. Uh, that alone gives us enough hope and peace that we need to keep going, to move forward. So those are my thoughts on today's conversation. Would love to know your perspective. What, what is your response to some of the, the topics that came up? I would love to hear from you. Bryce at unpackingit.com is the email. And uh, if you have my phone number, you can text me. <laughs> um, and, but, but email's great. Bryce at unpackingit.com. So he's Jonathan Bender. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.